Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good evening, good day. Um, whatever time you're listening to the podcast, um, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 81 of the Millennial Economics Podcast. Um, we are taking another dive into the uh, Millennial Economics University series, um, and this is part two, and we are going to talk about budgeting. Um, thank you for everybody that tuned into episode one, um, where we talked about goals. Um, we did that as a video episode. Um, and I'm not sure how successful that was um, uploading to the various platforms. So we're going to keep the podcast just audio. And if you all are interested in uh, tuning into any of the uh, video content that we're putting out here, um, we do have a YouTube channel and I'm uploading, hopefully weekly, <laughs> pushing for weekly, um, uploading weekly on there. And that content will be different um, than the content that is uploaded to the podcast. So um, that's really exciting. That was a goal of mine is to kind of expand out the content that we're putting out um, for everybody. And I tell you what, I have a little bit of a history doing YouTube content or video content, I should say, um, but it's challenging. It is challenging. I am um, I'm getting used to it, um, learning how to edit a little bit better, um, learning how to upload those files a little better, uh, learn how to be on camera a little better. So um, that's really exciting, though. If you have any interest in the video content, um, by all means, just search Millennial Economics on um, YouTube, or better yet, um, if you go to the website, millennialecon.com, um, you'll be able to find some links there that take you right to the YouTube channel. So um, let's dig right in. So our topic today, again, part two of the university series is budgeting. So in episode 80, we spent some time talking about goals and how that really needs to be the first thing that we think about when we are, I guess, um, getting our getting our finances in order or really, I guess, building a foundation would be the better way to talk, the better way to say it. Um, when we're building a foundation of what we want to do with our finances, if we don't know where we're going, we don't know how to get there. We don't know the things that we need to do along that road to get us to that goal, okay? This budgeting topic is really the second piece of the foundation. <laughs> I guess if we're, if we're saying that there's two pieces to the foundation. Um, budgeting is absolutely core to everything that you're going to want to do um, with your personal finances. What budgeting does for us is it allows us to understand the money that's coming in, understand where that money is going, and helps us to build a game plan around how much margin we have every month. Uh, when we talk about margin, margin is um, you take what you make, what your take-home pay is, what hits your bank account, okay? And then you subtract all of the expenses that you have. And those expenses could be um, things that you have to pay for, so rent or mortgage, utilities, if you have a car payment, gas, um, insurance, all those things that you have to pay for. And it can also be the things that you want to pay for, right? So it could be entertainment. It could be um, the maybe weekly fishing trip that you go on or what have you, right? So it's, it's wants and needs. And then after that, you take a look at the, um, the margin and you get to decide what to do with that. The exciting thing about budgeting 
is it's not a constraint on your money. What you'll find if you haven't budgeted or you don't really know where your money's going and what your monthly margin is, is when you put things in place to monitor that and to tell your money where it's going, you oftentimes feel like you have more money than you did when you didn't budget. Why is this? Well, in my experience, if you're not budgeting and, and you don't really know how much money you have left at the end of each month and you splurge and buy a video game, we'll say, um, oftentimes there's a lot of guilt that comes with that because you don't really know where you're at. If you're budgeting for entertainment and you say, hey, I have $50 a month to spend on video games, when you spend that $50, you don't feel guilty because it's money that's slotted out for that specific topic. Okay. Um, also, what most people find when they budget is they're spending a whole lot of money in places they didn't realize, and usually that's food and entertainment. And when you throttle that, when you dedicate an amount of money to those topics where you may be spending a little bit and you kind of tailor that back, it frees up money for you to do things in other places. Okay. Um, I don't want to get, well, I kind of do. Um, you know, this budgeting thing might be very elementary for some people, and for some people it might be totally foreign. Um, so we're going to break it down all the way. Um, what I have done for my personal budget is I went online, and I wish I had one that was um, Millennial Economics branded and that I can personally back, and at this time I just don't. Um, but if you go online and you search free budgeting Excel sheet or free budgeting Google Sheet, if you like to use Google Docs and Google Sheets, um, you will find something that will suffice just fine. Typically what you're going to find is something you can download and it's going to have a bunch of topics pre-built out for you to fill out. Um, it's really, really hard to just sit down and think of everything that you have to spend every month. Um, there are plenty of resources out there if you just use the old Google um, that you will be able to find um, to list those things out for you. And so what you want to do is, is have a sit down. Um, if you're single, grab a, grab a drink, grab a coffee, sit down with yourself. If you have a significant other, if you have a spouse, sit down with them and just go down the list. You know, what do we pay for our mortgage? What do we pay for health insurance? What do we um, contribute to a 401k? What do we pay for food? What do we um, want to allocate towards entertainment and spending money? What do we you just, you're going to go down the list and get very, very much down to the nitty gritty. And one thing that you want to do is be very realistic with the amounts that you put in for these topics. You don't want to underestimate everything. In fact, when I've done my budget and I update it frequently, when I have done my budget, I overestimate. Okay. I'd rather see worst case scenario then plan for the best case scenario. And then when you spend more in multiple categories, you're, you're upside down. You're not where you want to be. Okay. So you want to take some time to list out all of your expenses. Now, one thing that I do want to add, I am a huge fan of balance, but that balance is dictated by where you find yourself in your financial journey. Okay. So I'll explain. If you find yourself deeply in debt, just starting to get your finances in order. Um, you know, maybe you have a lot of credit card debt. Maybe you have a, a lot of student loans. Um, if you find yourself not being able to make, make ends meet as well as you would like every month, the amount of money you allocate toward quote-unquote fun um, will most likely and should be less 
than the people who have no debt, are investing, have a game plan in order, all of that, okay? Um, that, that amount of fun money that you can allocate when you're a little bit further along in your personal finance journey is a little higher than the people who are just starting, and that's okay. It's a little higher than the people that are just starting um, and need to do some cleanup work. Okay, and we're going to get into in, in other parts of this um, university series, we will get into debt and investing and where to allocate money and how to allocate money and how to think about all that. Okay, but right now we're just talking about the fundamentals, how to get a budget on paper so you can see what's coming in, what's going out, and then decide what to do with that margin based off of the amount you have left over. Okay, but the key thing here is that in any step of the journey, you want to have some sort of balance. If you are even even deeply in debt, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but even if you allocate $25 a month to enjoy, right? You're working these long hours, maybe you're working multiple jobs, and yes, you're having a hard time making ends meet, but most people can find $25, especially when you get your budget down, to allocate toward enjoyment. If you do not allocate your money toward enjoyment, you'll find that the disciplines that you're setting for yourself with your personal finances do not last. You are going to get burnt out. And when that burnout happens, chances are you're not just going to go back to your budget and tweak some numbers. You're just going to throw that budget away for a little bit. And you're probably going to erase a lot of the progress that you've made by adhering to that budget. Okay. And that's what we don't want. We don't want the throw in the towel moment. We want small tweaks along the way that will allow you to have sustained progress, okay? Um, if you are further along in your journey, maybe you're debt-free, you have a little bit more, um, you have a little bit higher of an income, you know, you're in the most, the, mo the money that you're, you have left over isn't going all toward debt, it's going more toward the building of wealth, we'll say, then that allocation of fun, the fun category can be a little bit higher. And that's something that you need to discuss with yourself and you need to do assess your goals like we talked about in episode 80 and decide how much money you want to allocate toward fun and how much money you want to allocate toward other things like investing in retirement and personal brokerage accounts and what have you. Um, so we're going to take, we're pretty far into the episode, but we're going to take a, a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. Hello, kind people, podcasters. I don't know if that's a word or not. But we are rolling with it. I wanted to tell you a little bit about acorns today. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know my passion for acorns is strong um, because I truly believe it's a great platform and I use it personally. Um, so I can tell you over the past four years, acorns has been an incredible asset to me in my investing. It's where I learned about investing and dividends and compound interest. Um, and again, I still use it to this day. Um, it is a platform that is absolutely fantastic, fantastic for people that are new to investing. Again, I'm not new to investing, somewhat new. I still use it. But for those of you who are looking to start investing or are looking for an easy platform to start investing, I can't recommend Acorns enough. It has two great features among many, um, but I'll just touch on a few here, the two that I particularly use. Number one is the Roundup feature. So when you open your Acorns account, you can actually link one of your cards, credit card or debit card, to the account. Acorns will round up each transaction that you make with that card and invest the spare change into your investment account there with Acorns. How cool is that? If you're looking to do something that's automated, that's going to force you to invest every time you spend your money, this is a great feature. I have used it. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. 
The second feature, which I use far more, is just the recurring investments. You can set a specific dollar amount and a specific day of the week or a specific day of the month or time of the month to automatically invest money. If you listen to the previous podcast and you listen to my story about um, how I started investing, or not my previous podcast, but one of my podcasts before, about how I started investing, I downloaded Acorns and I started investing $5 every Friday. And it wasn't a lot, but over the months and months, and me even forgetting that money was going in there, I learned about compound interest and I learned about what dividends were. So you can start off small and now I use that same recurring feature just with a little bit more money, but I do it every week. Um, so if you're interested in Acorns um, and the many services that they provide, um, so not only roundups, not only recurring investments, but um, retirement accounts and accounts for your kids, um, tons of things, um, I, I can't recommend Acorns enough. There is a link down in the show notes. If you use that link, my referral link, you're going to get $5 added to your account um, at no charge to you. No charge. You don't have to even put any money into that account to access that $5. It's absolutely free money. So if you are interested in that and learning more about Acorns and trying it out for yourself, go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will get $5 added to your account. Um, that is all that I'll talk about this, but you'll probably hear me talk about it more in the show. Um, but here is back to the episode. All right, and we are back. Um, so really where I, I want to take this is... Um, a lot of people think that when they develop a budget, that it's the end-all, be-all. They, they take some time, they sit down with that spreadsheet, and they allocate, um, or they write down what their expenses are, they figure out what their actual income is. And that's another piece, too, that you want to make sure that you're getting an accurate number on, is what your actual income is and what your take-home pay is. The way that I develop my budget is just from the amount of money that hits my bank account, Okay. I don't include, I'll put it this way, there are a lot of things that come out before, from my paycheck, from my, my day job, that, that come out of, the, out of my money before it actually hits my bank account that are uh, voluntary, I guess we'll say. Um, one of those is health insurance. Um, one of those are, are 401k contributions. Um, some other things that I have that come out pre-tax, like HSA contributions. Um, I don't include that in my budget. I like working simply from what I see hits my bank account. And that's an important number to, um, to, to figure out, I guess we could say, because you have to have an accurate number that you're working from. Um, so what I did is I know typically biweekly what I get. Um, if you have any commissions that come, um, just try to find a somewhat of an average and always, always, um, kind of guesstimate lower, I guess, um, go with worst case scenario, right? So if you get commissions and your commissions are anywhere from $1,000 to $5,000 a month, maybe estimate closer to $2,000 or $2,500, depending on how steady that is, rather than going with $5,000. Because we want to make sure that what we're dealing with as a baseline of income um, is going to be fairly reliable every month, okay? Um, but I just want to get that out of the way. Make sure you're getting a good estimate or a good figure for your take-home pay because that's the money you're going to be working with here, all right? Um, if your take-home pay is after 401k contributions and after insurance, that's okay because we're working with the amount of money that's hitting our bank account. Okay, so to kind of go back, most people think a budget is something that is absolutely set in stone and they beat themselves up if month to month they have to rearrange their budget. And to me, that is the absolute wrong way to think about things. 
your budget is going to change because months are not all identical. Okay, so you want to make sure that you're taking a look at your budget and how you're allocating your money um, every month. Sometimes I even do it every two weeks. Um, you have birthdays that come up. You have holidays. You have maybe trips that come up that you didn't plan on. Um, you have a medical expense that you have to incorporate. Um, you're, you find that your grocery budget is too high or you find your grocery budget's too low or you paid off some debt and now you want to increase your fund budget or you want to start investing. Your, your budget should change frequently and don't beat yourself up if it does, okay? A budget changing is not a sign that you're necessarily undisciplined while it can be, right? You want it to, you, you, you want to stick with what you build out each month but that's not necessarily a sign that you're undisciplined. It's a sign that you're taking a look and you're having the forethought to think, okay, here's how this month is going to work. Let me set these dollar amounts and then I need to hold myself accountable to that. Okay. Um, so I hope everybody found this valuable. Um, budgeting, I would say, is the second component to the foundation of a good, of being financially fit, like I like to say. Um, it is dictating where your money goes and telling your money what it's going to do instead of your money telling you what it's going to do, okay? At the end of the month, you don't want to take a look at your bank account and go, oh, man, I spent money all over here, 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 and it looks like I have a few dollars left, so I'll allocate that toward my wealth building. No. What you want to do is say, I get this amount of money. Here's where that money is going to go. Here's how much I'm going to allocate toward my wealth building and my debt payoff and my fund and my expenses. And when you get to that point, it is not, it does not feel burdensome. It feels freeing. So if you have not spent time dictating what you're, or building out a budget, going online, searching free budget spreadsheet, downloading something and spending literally 20 to 30 minutes building out a budget for yourself, that is the next step in this. Okay. So our takeaway from last episode was sit down, make some goals. Takeaway from this episode is sit down and make your budget. All right. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what to do with our monthly margin, but the monthly margin is what we get to use as a tool to achieve our goals. Okay. Our monthly margin is what we get to use as a tool to achieve our goals. So maybe those goals are being debt free. Maybe it's a vacation. Maybe it's buying a home. Um, the, the goal is what's fueling everything that we do from here on out. Okay. So make sure you didn't miss episode 80. Um, and the next part um, we will talk about is, again, a little bit more what we're going to do with that monthly margin. Um, thank you so much for tuning into episode 81, part two of the university series, and we will talk to you very soon.